Season 1, Episode 7, Loud, Fast, and Keep Going. Welcome to Starting Now, a Barry podcast presented by CinemaSins. Hello, everybody. This is the Starting Now, the Barry podcast uh, with Chris Atkinson and Barrett Scher. Hello. And Mike Hester. Hey, everybody. And uh, this is the penultimate episode of season one. We uh, open up with the perspective of the Bolivians from the end of the previous episode. And uh, with John Denver's uh, on a jet plane, whatever that song's yeah, called, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the the plane comes in, and this is hilarious how yes. this is set up. The plane comes down, it lands, and then the there's like three gunmen just sitting there, and they see here comes Pantera. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they just go over and shoot shoot it, and the truck tumbles and blah blah blah, and then. Our uh, our Bolivian leader, played by <laughs> Michael Irby. Well, I, I want to say I love that they they go back a couple of minutes on this, and they want so you get this completely different scene because you are dying after the end of episode six. What's going to happen? You mm. don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you, you figure Barry's alive, but who else is going to be alive? And then completely different, like you said, with the the Pantera. And I, I I'm really happy they didn't make us wait for the payoff which i was worried they were gonna do yeah, yeah, yeah. do that with shows a lot where they're like there's this cliffhanger and we'll tell you in like 20 minutes well, yeah, they, 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 they go to they go to sally rehearsing her macbeth yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly uh, like screw you guys it's not not what i want but they they, <laughs> they come into that and they had the bolivians uh yeah the bolivians fired this guy and you just see it for them that it, it was just like oh there's some guys we shoot not them. a momentous <laughs> not, not momentous at all they uh and uh they get this done and cristobal Sefuentes, who is the bolivian leader guy played by michael irby who by the way was in the last castle really oh. so i have seen this man up close <laughs> wow yeah i remember michael irby back then do you remember like off the top of your head what else he's been in no okay. but i've seen him a bunch he's he's a character actor he's been in a ton of things um but um anyway uh he comes out of the plane he doesn't even know what's happened he hasn't even seen uh-huh. he's like yeah. he's like i've only been here two minutes you've already shot somebody <laughs> <laughs> and uh this is the character that he is he is a nice guy who uh-huh. who very quite literally is by the book <laughs> and we're gonna get to, yes, this, this, we're gonna get to that because uh so he calls up goron and he's like, uh, you know, uh, I saw some guys out here. I came here to, because uh-huh. to, I heard that you you knocked over my stash house. Uh-huh. And uh, you some guys came to kill yeah. me. And, I'm uh, a big fan of yours. All you had to do was, was ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could have gone in together. Like, <laughs> and Goran turns like, to Noho Hank and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's very nice. <laughs> he goes, oh, is- he's, he's nice. And he's like, we have fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> this is another instance of this show subverting complete expectations because all you see is bolivian drug lord getting off of a plane you expect you know this guy is yeah. going to be a badass mm-hmm. he's surrounded by gunmen who are clearly well trained and able to take out this suv right and then he comes out and and makes this call and immediately you're like this is not the guy that we were mm-hmm. we were expecting at all similar to the chechens similar to everybody mm-hmm. else on this show 
it just continues that oh he's such a nice guy yeah you know? Jesus. He, so, he's, <laughs> he basically informs goran that even though it d- belies his his nice nature he's gonna have to kill some of his guys yeah, right? yeah. but uh then he brings up that book the four agreements four agreements <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he starts to, he's like you know and he goes into this whole thing about the book and everything and it's hilarious but it also explains his character a little bit because he is by the book yeah he's mm-hmm. not mean but everything that a mean guy would do he's going to do because it's what it's it's yeah. what is done and that's why he says we have to go to war now because yeah. that's <laughs> you killed some of them guys we have to go to war it's a shame it had to be like that yeah. you know war this is very uh, bad for me uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then he says yeah I just love he's talking. We have to kill Fuchs. Was it uh, the the he he explains the third rule and Goron like uh, repeats it and no ho Hank of course he's like uh. is that from Four Agreements? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's very good book. Yeah. Uh, it's a, you know what what this gave me shades of especially the the opening shots and all that stuff before we get into the humor and things like that was Breaking Bad mm-hmm. um, because. Yeah. The cinematography itself, like the setting, the introduction of a new character, just, I think at this moment, like it triggered in my brain that this is already attained Breaking Bad levels Uh of greatness to me. Obviously, you don't have the weight of the backstory coming around but i think it's accelerated much faster than breaking bad ever did yeah it's getting to that level the desert just has such a a pull and where you see that barren kind of landscape and you immediately think of all the times when walter white drove out just in to the middle of nowhere to cook meth or whatever so uh yeah it definitely draws to that and it makes it even more startling when cristobal comes out yeah and he is nothing yeah like Mm -hmm. uh like the drug guys well yeah in breaking bad it was always constantly like (laughs) who is gonna be the biggest psycho Uh exactly exactly um the 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 show and probably to its benefit does not explain how barry and chris get out of the jeep and and hide you know because they that is it's actually it's total bullshit there's a lot of bullshit in this how they survived the crash how they are essentially uninjured Mm -hmm. like barry's got a little bit of a limp but that's about it you know how they how chris gets the gun and and rescues uh-huh. that all the way over there. Why the kid doesn't radio that he's going to search for them in the first place? Yeah, all Did, this stuff. I'm willing to forgive all of it, but that's a lot of yada yada. And then a couple. So then a minute later, Chris has the gun and he's going to shoot this guy. And Barry is there, just yelling, yelling like Chris, Chris. Now I know this other guy speak doesn't speak English apparently. Yeah. But I think you would know what Chris means. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's yeah. such a crazy foreign word yeah. that he wouldn't see the panic in him and not just start looking around. It's like, who the fuck is he talking to? What's mm, going on? Yeah. And then allow him to get shot. Yeah. But again, I'm willing to forgive it this because is one, the, yeah. the story's good. This is one whatever. of the only places in this season, I think, that there's a lot of yada yada mm. going on, especially in that first 10, 15 minutes. Why did he land early relative to when they scoped it out? Because they did heavy reconnaissance on mm. this beforehand uh but everything is a means to an end yeah um and and this uh this uh, killing i have I, I guess we're led to believe this is the first time chris has ever killed anybody mm-hmm. yes. because uh he was in somewhat logistics or yeah. something like log- that yeah later on he is re- 
he is really, really freaked out by this. He has yeah. not been in the shit at all. No, so. no. And we and we kind of got the hint of that when we saw him shooting at the at, with his family. <laughs> and uh wasn't able to hit anything there um and the fact that he's wearing flannel to this instead of like fucking <laughs> yeah, black jackets uh-huh, and all yeah that. yeah so so this becomes a a big a big moment here because uh because chris is a guy who he's never dealt with this before and the guilt has racked he's racked with guilt so he's he's ready to just give up and just say i did this and 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 move on and i and uh and uh we'll get to the we'll get to that uh later mm. um but uh uh there's a funny sort of uh interchange between hank and fuchs uh because uh, <laughs> yeah because yeah. hank uh hank believes that barry's dead because they've uh you know they've said over the you know they said two ma- marines two military guys uh-huh. and everything that's also leading to the fact that they're being recorded too that's also coming up but they hank tells fuchs and they start bonding over the Uh fact that they both love barry (laughs) yeah Uh (laughs) and uh and uh and there's that part there we're sort of backtracking some more just before that phone call comes in goron is like putting out his best like dishware and everything (laughs) uh for the for the fucking cops and uh and uh and uh no hank is like he's like should i go to the store and buy babka Chewbacca, <laughs> but he's on the phone with Hank. Like, I was out in the store the other day, and I bought a babka, two babka, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, they're just they're just mourning over the fact that Barry is is probably dead and everything. Um, I love at the end of that call when he's talking to him, and again, it's this by the book thing, which is why. that you that we see with with Cristobal right Mm -hmm. where at the end of it he's like oh yeah well Fuchs says you know we have to kill you Uh, (laughs) just like matter of fact just like we will find you and we will kill you wherever you are okay oh shit this episode and the following episode that we'll talk about just reinforces my my dislike of this character and it's great because Steven Root is playing him as such a scumbag but there's that we've talked about before like is it barry is his meal ticket or is it actual affection what percentage that is uh-huh. the more i watch this again the more i think it's more of the percentage of his he's his meal ticket because he yeah. has that moment here we've seen it before where he thinks barry's dead he's in the the lobby of the hotel and he you know brushes all the stuff off the uh the table and starts you know c- crying basically right to me i don't know if, it, if i'm just reading into it but i think it's less affection and more like God damn it, he was making me a lot of money. Yeah. The first time I saw that, I thought he's really affected. He thinks his his close friend, almost family, has died. But now, the, yeah, the more I think about it, the more, yeah, I think that that is a bigger deal. I think that he, he has lost his bill ticket because he's not a killer. He's not somebody who can do it's this. It's still a mix. It's still it's a, a mix. mix. There's something in there, but I just see it more of like just the 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 selfishness. And I get to a certain point in the next episode where I think this is made clear, but... Ah, he's such a fucking scumbag, man. I had the exact <laughs> opposite reaction. Oh, wow. Really? You felt more this time that yes. it was more effective? I don't think he he's going to bother talking with NoHo Hank on the phone about Barry if that was the meal ticket thing. Yeah, I mean, he he does get into it. I mean, it's almost maybe like, yeah. it could be one of those things where, the well, this is really funny. We'll put it in despite what we really think about his character. But I, I totally disagree with that. Interesting. 
It's almost like a uh, Yandu Quill relationship, right? Yeah. Where it's like I raised you from five years old or whatever, you know, obviously Kinda, not yeah. with him, but um, you know, raised him up and and now even though he's a I'm a father figure to him, he's also we're in a business relationship, right? And mm-hmm. that can create Rocky. I mean, they I, I think at this point he has more than enough money too. Mm. I mean Well you never have enough money though. I don't know. Yeah, it's that, a huge he seems like pile of money. Yeah, it is. But again, we don't know. I don't think even by the end of the season, we don't know how much that is. No, right? we don't. But he has he has a nice amount wrapped wrapped in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't think. No, we but it's interesting know. at least that it's vague enough to where we can have kind of different perspectives yeah, on this. Yeah. Um, you know, you can have you can totally like literally like this character and mm-hmm. like his moral ambiguity. Uh, I kind of find myself despising him. Uh, but I, I think that's, that's how he's supposed to be played in that, that middle ground. Mm-hmm. See the next thing he, um, after all of this, somehow after with Chris shooting him and all that, somehow he gets back to the theater. He goes right back to, right back to exact theater. Ah! He is obsessed. He is so into this <laughs> where he, he was just do whatever he needs to do to to get back into the theater and to do his thing and he t- runs in while Sally is 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 on stage doing the bath and he gets his line totally wrong it's like fast <laughs> well, they, and loud well, they, they, it up. they t- yeah, they tell him he she tells him he's got a new line just before she goes out yeah and uh and uh, these two episodes are where I really fall in love with Sarah Goldberg mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that uh i think that uh the the range of emotion she experiences all in one scene a lot of times is incredible oh yeah how many times she'll be like she'll come out she comes out and she's like oh you look terrible blah 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 and then she's like well i gave you another line and then <laughs> uh-huh. and, and, and then she's off and you know she'll go through happy sad like you know so ambivalent all mm-hmm. these different things all at once in one scene um but yeah he he messes up the line and it's the continuation of the you know their breaking uh relationship and she walks off of course she she's not nailing it either that's the that's the main mm-hmm. yeah the main it issue sucks. it doesn't have anything to do with him it's just sort of an icing on the cake type of thing you know so but it leads to this great the next the scene with gene is like barry what was that talking to him about it are you on drugs <laughs> and that that whole are you on drugs you know i had this thing where we did what what is it he did some play was a shakespeare play it's supposed to be in three hours and we got it in, in oh, 37 minutes <laughs> no it's it's a eugene o'neill yeah uh, it's a it's a long journeys uh, something long a days long, journey, long days journey into night lang, yeah long yeah, days yeah. journey into night and uh and he's and he he thinks that barry's on drugs and he's uh-huh. like he's like recovery is a very important part of an actor's uh, you know lifespan or whatever and and uh and he's like i'm not on drugs he's like well that's that's bad for you because <laughs> if you're not on drugs barry and you have this one line uh-huh. he even points out he's like the blood in the hair that's a nice touch. yeah i know <laughs> but yes he says they did this eugene o'neill it's supposed uh-huh. to be three hours we got it done in 37 minutes oh, we thought we were great but but uh, apparently we were unintelligible uh-huh. <laughs> and it's again gene's seeing all of barry through his own lens through he's acting crazy he must be on drugs he's getting to some places isn't real this is him acting you mm-hmm. know he he sees the whole world through the lens of acting and doesn't you know it doesn't even occur to him that something else is going on mm-hmm. with barry and uh and I, I guess also during just before uh just before we i think we touched on it but just before barry goes out and flubs his line he's 
talking he's trying to talk chris down off the ledge essentially and uh so he knows now that he's gonna have to meet up with him and say hey what's what's going on man can i calm this guy down and yeah chris is freaking out he's he's freaking out this is a great performance from chris marquette Mm -hmm. um just uh just you know he's he he's so frazzled you can see him shaking he's all just and uh he's going through all this whole thing and again this is another another part i brought this up in an earlier episode it's amazing how people are acting outside of acting mm-hmm. and how hard it is and this is a big theme of the next episode too but uh he he obviously tells the truth when he tells barry i told my wife i'm going to the gym because of the way he says it he's like i told my wife i was uh-huh. going to the gym like mm-hmm. why would i tell her that and uh and uh and all this and then later when he realizes the after the I, this is the best bill haters ever been right oh here. sure uh because chris chris uh says uh you know um i'm gonna i'll i'll just turn myself in and i won't tell anybody and he's like Dude, we, got, we got the facebook connection we got they're gonna find me uh-huh. out and all that and he's just like why did you say that mm-hmm and, and and he's like well uh, why did you say that yeah you know um and it's it's the probably the most emotionally raw we've seen uh his character oh for sure yeah. throughout the whole last half of this episode if we're gonna dive into that scene we should dive into that scene that scene is one of the most organically like grown scenes i think i've i've, I've experienced in this series right because he i believe at least uh, that Barry goes into that purely with no ill intent whatsoever. I, I think he goes in there just to calm him down and be yeah. like, oh, yeah. I can contain this situation. Oh, yeah. I don't think he he has any clue whatsoever that it's going to go sideways because he's literally just like, man, let's lay low. Let's, you know, he's not even like, you know, really trying to connect with him. He's just talking with him. Right. And it escalates only because Chris keeps escalating. Right. And Barry's just reacting to it, and you can almost see he's got that great like uh, crease in the middle of his forehead. Mm-hmm. You can almost see that like increasing throughout yeah. the the thing yeah. where he's like. And at one point, I swear to God, the camera pans to him, and he looks exactly like Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got uh-huh. a great Clint Eastwood impression yeah. anyway. Uh, but then he's got he's got the moment where the why did you say that moment? Mm-hmm. Well, I and it's just a matter of when. Yeah, I. I think he, in the back of his head, he had the idea that he may have to do something. And I wonder how much he, he would have thought about that since, you know, with Taylor, he didn't. He mm-hmm. had the chance to take him out and he didn't do it. And that just fucks things up more. Mm-hmm. So now he's in the position where he's going to have to do this to, he might have to do something to Chris. You think and he, he had he the actually- guy? I've, I think he knows there's a chance because there's I think he's had to do this before where there's mm. been a loose end and he had to take it out. Oh, I, again, that I, maybe I'm, <laughs> I, I, I think he, I think there's a chance. There's no way he, he went into that not thinking that, you know, we're going to go way off here to the side where I could do something. I think this is entirely new to him. I think this is the first actual, like, if you wanted to make, draw moral lines about who he's killing and everything, this is his first actual murder. Like, his first, yeah, like... Yeah, uh, I'm not saying that he has... Own, I, I could buy the idea that he's only killed bad guys before, and now he has to do this thing terrible. But I think in in the back of his mind, he's thinking there's a chance he may have to. Well, well, yeah, he's prepared he, for he it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's prepared for it. 
he I'm, I'm thinking he he knows about the idea of tying up loose ends but it was probably with a lot of the terrible people he's working with before mm. and this is not that this is an out and out murder and this is him killing kind of who he wants to be yep you know mm-hmm. it is and, he's killing his idealized uh person for sure and you're right about the the taylor thing is that he he couldn't bring himself to kill taylor taylor wasn't going to tell anybody uh-huh but he didn't realize all the other baggage that taylor brought with him mm-hmm. and if he just does it then he's out of this situation yep i think exactly he, and and yeah now this he's starting a whole chain of events now the mm-hmm. whole thing by not killing taylor you know now he has to kill chris and then it's just <laughs> it's just a constant thing now with him but yeah i don't think he ever got to that point that you know he says that he went to the gym and then later he starts saying well i told my wife i was with you right and it's so phony mm-hmm. and uh-huh. it's so you know it's it's a last it's a hail mary yeah and uh and it just i mean again i love that whole i don't know if the move i don't know if the show is uh, uh doing this on purpose but the fact that it's hard to act anywhere and how ha- and how how much it affects you you know where wherever you are um it's a keep, keeps becoming a theme of this show did you yeah. think on your first watch of this? Did you think they were going to go there? Yeah, yeah, you I did. did. Mm-hmm. I, it's I, weird because no other show, I think, in any other show, you would say, nah. "There's, there's a line there." But the show at this point has almost primed you to expect, like, "Oh my God, he's going to fucking do this!" Yeah. And it's the worst thing ever, right? That's mm-hmm. one of the worst, one of the worst scenes, like emotionally, that I've ever had in a TV show. Just yeah. sitting there, just like, oh hell! I mean, I first time I saw it, I had to pause it. It was like, shit. Yeah, this is, I just I gotta sit on this for a second because I can't, I can't go on <laughs> me as a viewer <laughs> watching it at home. Well, and, and the, the way that they, well, go ahead. And well, speaking that. of Breaking Bad, it re- reminds you of the the, and we don't want to spoil that, I guess, but it reminds you of the Walter White scene in the bedroom with the. Uh, with um oh with jane jane jesse and jane it reminds you of that bedroom scene there um or with jesse and gail right yeah yeah either way yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you have uh you have uh cases of just like the show is you're like okay i'm following along with this character and this character is you know he he, so he sold some meth you know no big deal okay some bad guys got killed and Mm -hmm. whatever and then as things happen where you know it messes that life up a little bit you have to start making decisions on people who are innocent Mm -hmm. uh you know and so like um that's that's what it what that scene reminded me of too it's a whole bit this whole episode is very breaking badish yeah it is is. at the end of the scene i just thought it was so incredibly dramatic to have that car drive up and Chris has realized how badly he's fucked up mm-hmm. and that he is in a car with a fucking murder. And he like, you know, I'm just seeing their scene to Chris run, run. This is your chance. There's a car here. He's not, maybe he won't kill you with this, with this other person that is up. Yeah. Cause he's and, clearly waiting, right? Yeah. He's waiting. He's waiting. And you realize that. And I'm, you're not sure if Chris realizes that because a million things are going through Chris's head right now mm-hmm. and he's not thinking straight. He's just trying to get out of this. And 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 you at home are waiting for this to happen, and then the car drives off, and he 
shoots him, and it's just miserable. Mm-hmm. And then he just walks off. Yeah, the and, editing, and he catches an Uber. Yeah, the editing on this show is incredible. Um, yes, just the way. I, and and I and we haven't gotten into it a, a bunch on on the other episodes and everything. And, uh, that one episode where Cousino is is trying to get Barry into the right place on stage and everything. Just the way they cut and then they show him turn to Barry and all that. Mm-hmm. The, it 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 matters where you cut. It matters what what action that you're cutting on and what action you show after that. Because there's a sort of a symphony that you're playing here. This is why I don't like action scenes and mm. movies these days. Yeah. Um, this one here is like, you know, he's like, no, no. And then you see the gun and yeah. then the, it cuts out yes. to the thing uh-huh. and it's instant. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, and it, it's just incredible how that, how that's edited. And you and you know it's it's something that in a lesser show they'd mess up somehow. Yeah, it would. And they, they would and the 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 kind of postscript to it is they go back to the car from the back seat and they see that he's put it mm-hmm. in his hand. Yeah. Um. Essentially, you know, making suicide. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of yada yadaing, you know, his fingerprints yeah. are all over it and everything. Well, okay. did let, you talked about the editing. The editing, I think, before the shot is really good because you're in the car and you are in the car with them and getting that sense of like almost claustrophobia mm-hmm. or something where the, the walls are closing in. So mm-hmm. that's an extra point. But, mm-hmm. Extra yeah. point, Barry. Extra point there. Mm-hmm. All right. But uh, yeah, the investigation, it's, it's pretty... Uh, we have several scenes with them. Yeah, well, go. okay. Here's, here's my broad point about this that I think it's almost like Barry's not even trying to avoid the police. The only thing he really does is do the alibi thing and meet, you know, in the interview with, with Moss, right. Right. And, uh, and Loach. Um, otherwise this breaks like the investigation breaks perfectly for him. Uh Right. Like everything, they're not even, they're not even yeah. close. This, is, this leads to maybe one of the funniest scenes in the entire series uh-huh. is when that is when that cop comes up and starts talking about. Is that in the next one too? But when the cop comes up and starts, I, cops comes up and starts talking about what happened and who was behind it and all that. Where they have uh, the, they they they've solved the case. Oh yeah, no, I think that's the that's the last one. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. next. It's episode. in the next yeah, episode, yeah. but that's uh, oh, that's fucking great, fucking yes. amazing. I can't wait to start talking about that scene. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but um, going back to this phone call, you were about to say something. Well, I was going to say that the first time we see them is with the uh, they've hacked in hacked uh, tapped the phone call between Cristobal and Goran, and they're talking back to the back to the self-help books i just had to mention that they talked for 10 minutes about self-help books yes and it's like we'll just skip over that part and they're all they're all and, doing and it loach too. says something to the effect of well so in summary don't don't uh uh don't uh, worry about going to get help everybody needs help sometimes uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know um and uh and when but when moss hears military mm-hmm. on this, yeah. she's like okay this is the guy that i've been sort of focused on and it, at least my subconscious has been telling me is something wrong about this something off about this guy and again about the acting man even when he's like perfect there's something off mm-hmm. he, she uh, she knows what the bullshit is yeah. we're gonna see even more of that in that next episode but oh, like yeah. um 
so yeah so she's like ready to uh to uh to investigate him and uh she even does a facebook uh foreshadowing yeah so uh-huh. she googles she well, she does barry can. bergman and she's like what the fuck doesn't have a facebook yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah so the investigation continues into taylor's uh apartment yes. right yeah and then this is where i find myself going like I could see this happening. It's not like it's not unbelievable or anything like that, but it's like everything is breaking perfectly. The only, oh. the only shred of an investigation that would lead back to Barry is Janice's intuition. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Because uh-huh. everything is tied up perfectly. He's got the other half of the money. the money. He mm-hmm. was the one found in there. He's linked up to Ryan because of the, the, the fucking book yep. and the thing, which is another little tidbit that they dropped when he took it out to put the money in. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything just works out perfectly. And it needs to. Like, mm. ba- the, the story is not the investigation into Barry's malfeasance into this, even though he's the one creating all this havoc. Um, it, it just, they, they have a narrative that ties up, that's untrue, obviously, but ties up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. It really is. And I, I just love all of those guys. Uh, yeah, that, those were the two scenes. The detectives, right? They they found him, mm-hmm. and then no, we we need to get back to him in the Uber. Yeah, because yeah. he goes and he yeah he gets the Uber. He's there in the back seat, and he has this great dream sequence. I had said in the last podcast, I thought the dream sequences were done, but they're not done. They <laughs> just he's no longer dreaming of this wonderful, perfect life with Sally. Now he has this daydream of shakespeare <laughs> of yeah. him doing this like, like this. he's like doing a monty python character uh, yeah. that queen, that queen yeah. is dead uh, yeah, yeah and everyone dead. in the audience is wearing tuxedos <laughs> yeah. and all these things he's like um, imagining this wonderful shakespeare thing that's about to happen because he's never really been on stage in a show like this yeah. and that would be the way he envisioned it would be perfectly fine given the setting yeah like uh-huh. it, it's oh yeah that would be that would work for barry sure uh-huh. and uh so yeah Yes, he comes back and he is devastated. And um, Whew, this is where you really, where he really, yeah, dude, Bill Hader himself just shows off a ridiculous. Yeah. So you've mm-hmm. never seen anything like mm-hmm. this. this well, you see at the end of the Uber, at the end of the dream sequence, he has a quick flash to him shooting Chris. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is messing with him right there. And then you know, he gets there, he arrives late, he he puts on this costume. He's not in a good place at all. And he starts having this mental breakdown off to the side of the stage while she is, you know, she is on stage doing in this kind of weird faux British accent. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, she's got an agent that she's called who's, who's yeah. watching and he is disinterested. He's on his phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love they keep cutting to gene who's just yeah. like ah oh, shit yeah 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 he's going well cheerleading i yeah. love it every yeah. bit about it he's uh, like i'm okay here's my guys you everybody give them an applause uh, and everybody know. sucks i mean yeah the, the, my favorite line of this episode <laughs> is where the the lady comes out to introduce the the review and everything she mentions ryan and she's like all the proceeds are going to the fight against violence. Viol- yeah. <laughs> and you hear this one woman going, what? Yeah. He's like, yes. Yes. Great. And you have, uh, you have the one guy, uh, the Germain guy comes out and he's, uh, uh, he's Hamlet. And he's like, he's like, he starts, he gets into two words and he 
he's like, oh, I fucked that line up. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to go back and uh, start again, Coos. Gene's like, oh, my God. But Gene's whole thing, it's instructions, which is the title of the episode, is loud, fast, and keep going. Yeah. <laughs> he comes out. And he's like, quiet. He's done, and he stops. He's like, oh, my God. He's terrible. <laughs> um. Yeah, so while while Sally does this this totally just listless uh Macbeth, he's he's envisioning the call that his yes. Chris's wife is getting and uh, brilliant. all this stuff and it keeps and another great edited Editing, flash yeah. thing uh-huh. going on here. Um and I think it also ties back to the whole the whole Ryan thing too, because he had never run into people's families before, and and now this is now he, he can, can actually imagine a family. Yeah, he can imagine what's happening, and their whole life just going up, just just going away. Mm-hmm. And so he's obviously going nuts. And then another small editing thing that just killed me is the very last thing that he's daydreaming goes back to the. So her answering the phone again mm-hmm. and somehow, and I'm not totally sure how it's like on some subconscious level or something that just punched me right in the gut. Like hmm. you just, it's like, he's going to just have to relive this forever. Mm-hmm. Like it's just going to start here. It is. Okay. Now, now we're doing it again. Now you have to relive it again. And that's when he really truly breaks and yeah. Sally gives you know says her last line so it's his cue to come on yeah which takes forever and you yes it's another moment where you're like where are they gonna go with this mm-hmm. like is he gonna yeah. is he gonna ghost her is he gonna nail this is it gonna be you know further down the spiral and he's got a very very convincing just devastated face mm-hmm. when he comes out uh-huh. there to deliver you know you, you could read into some subtext about the queen is dead meaning mm-hmm. that uh, you know the character is dead and all that stuff but, uh, you know, it, it's really a means to an end. It's a facilitator for Sally to have her moment mm-hmm. that she's always been wanting. And, and she fucking nails it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, yeah. Does, she drops the damn accent and she <laughs> she goes and the guy from Gersh, you know, puts down his phone and pays attention and uh, all goes well. And she's objectively yeah. good in that, right? Like, yeah, she's, yeah. Really, yeah. she's, yeah. Yeah. she's outstanding in yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was that's the, the takeaway that I had from all of that is because she's just sort of almost realizing how to do this character while she's up there on the stage. And it's a uh, pretty brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could get, I, I think this is uh, that her performance in the last two episodes is some of the hardest stuff to pull off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, and, and I like the, I wish I could, this is one of the parts of the podcast where I wish I could just show a scene. No. Oh, yeah. When she has, she gets the number from that Gersh guy and uh and she's just finished talking to him and barry's up on the stage and she's she turns and she smiles and then she's like she does this little turn and she's i mean she's not doing a turn because she's doing a turn she's doing it because she doesn't know whether to go toward that way or this yeah, way yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh and uh and she does a little turn and she just does this whole like that was amazing barry blah 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 and then she just goes into this other little thing and then she goes into this other little thing and just all these different emotions just keep throwing like it's crazy how good it is i don't know how many takes it took yeah but that is an insane acting performance yeah it is yeah mm-hmm she's great and then she says barry you're an actor you're a real actor and just the idea of oh and then she also says whatever you did 
that's your process now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Which just cracks me up. And again, we see this dynamic with Barry. When people think he's a great actor is when he's not acting at all. Yeah. When he is real and miserable or whatever. So <laughs> I, I I love the idea of that's your process now. Yeah. It is. You said something. Yeah. Uh, you think that he's going to be reliving this over and over and over again. I think that, and, and you may be right. You're probably right. But it's weird. After he gets done with the freak out where he breaks the glass and all that stuff, he comes back in and everybody's celebrating in their costumes and everything, even though they all suck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and he has this smile and almost looks like relief. And I think at that point, I think in a perverse way, he thinks it's worth it. He thinks like, you know, this yeah. is my family now. And, and then it's further like crammed in there by sally giving him validation saying that you're an actor now and it pants to him on the stage yeah i definitely think that yes had the acting not gone well then he would still be reliving this over Mm -hmm. and over and over again um that that's uh yeah i i i i i agree with you on this especially considering the next episode where he has he's in complete delusion about Mm -hmm. the way everything's going on that scene where he breaks the glass, by the way, is another Gene Cousineau moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, Barry, I, what I, whatever you, I've never seen you get to a place like this before. And then and he's like, ah, and smashes the glass. He's like, I can see you're still in that place. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, it's a process. So I'm going to get out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> he actually, before he even hits that glass, he's like, I do have some notes. Though. Yeah, he does have some uh-huh. notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is, this is a great episode. This was written by, uh, uh, Elizabeth Sarnoff, who mm. wrote a bunch of Lost mm. episodes and has done um, other TV and things like that, uh, directed by Alec Berg. So it's kind of bringing things back together with the the OG uh, crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I believe this is the on the IMDb. This is the highest rated episode of that of this season. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah, and it's a uh, it is time. Ta- oh no, there's there's one there's one episode that is in the second season, and you know which one it is. Yeah, I do. Uh, that is the uh, the pinnacle of the season, the series <laughs> so far. But uh, but this one of this season is is the top rated on the IMDb. And it's and amazing. Well, well deserve it too. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. I think of of the entire first season. It was just fantastic. It takes you to a really dark place and then um in and he kind of comes out of it like you said earlier he it is worth it to him to yeah. because of what he had with this and that that dynamic and that set up to where oh it's like oh this series is going to go there and they're still going to try to get him out of this I yep, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um okay any other thoughts about this episode my conscience is clear yeah yeah i think so uh great like barry yeah it's uh, indeed well that was yeah that's uh that's episode seven guys great episode one of the one of the best of the the series and definitely of the season um all right uh where uh, where can people uh talk about this episode go to twitter get you get thee to the tweet box and now starting uh, and go to at now starting to communicate directly with mike you can go to soundcloud uh, just search for starting now a Barry podcast or uh, search for cinema sins. It'll come up. Uh, you can interact with us there. Leave your comments, download all that stuff. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, give us a review if you want to. We've got a lot of places that you can, you can uh, contact us. All right. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for uh, episode seven. Uh, it's Chris Atkinson, Barrett Sheriff, Mike Hester. See you next time.